thank you jesus will you trust him are you determined to trust in him i we just was listening to i'm determined by natasha and we just bless god for the anointed voice that she have know that you are listening live to the scribes hangout broadcast on the kingdom influencers broadcast here at the scribes hangout we are dedicated to bringing the voice and the heart of the scribes to individuals around the world this is the hangout spot for book lovers authors artists fans book clubs business owners and those who desire to be inspired i am your host publisher author and tv and radio personality deron shay zorn and i would like to welcome you to the scribes hangout on tonight we have a very special dynamic guest with us on tonight um, we do have author beverly jones Durham with us and we're just gonna have a phenomenal time here at the scribes hangout with her um miss durham say hello um to our listeners on tonight hello 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 everybody hello devon shaker i'm so happy to be here today Yes, I'm excited to have you here as well. You know, today we are going to talk about her book, her book, Nurturing a Grateful Heart, The Power of Possibilities. And I'm telling you, you guys want to um, grab your friends, share this broadcast on your social media platforms. You want to put it in your groups. You want to tweet it out um, as well. Um, go ahead and get your Instagram followers and 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 lead them over here to the broadcast as well. As um, we're getting ready to have a dynamic conversation, and I'm telling you um, through um, what it is that that God has placed on the inside of her. It's definitely, definitely, definitely going to unlock some things um, in the lives of people around the world and allow you to be positioned to move in purpose and fulfill the very destiny that God has called forth in your life. So go ahead and share this broadcast with those that you know so that they can get in on this dynamic conversation so that they too can know how to nurture a grateful heart and why they need to go and pick up their copy of this book and journal so that they can begin to be unleashed into their destiny i am so absolutely excited about tonight's interview but let us go to the lord in prayer Oh, gracious Lord, we just thank you in this place. We magnify you. We glorify you. We lift your name on high because you are the king of glory. There is no one like you. Father God, come into this place and saturate this atmosphere. Let your Holy Spirit overshadow us and have his way. That, oh God, that we may speak on tonight, that in which the listeners need to hear. Oh God, to penetrate minds and penetrate hearts so that your people, Oh God can be unleashed into their destiny so they can be free to be everything that you have called forth for them to be in the majestic name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God, for your anointing just 
falling fresh in here and moving through the airways, O oh God, touching your people, Father, in the majestic name of Jesus. Oh, have your way in this place. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. To God be the absolute glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I am my God. I'm just too excited on tonight. I'm too excited on tonight. I'm just excited that we have um, Miss Jones Durham in um, the studio with us on tonight at the Scribes Hangout. And as we're getting ready to discuss her book about nurturing a grateful heart, I do want to first give you a little bit information about who she is. Miss Beverly Jones Durham is a published author, speaker, certified life business strategist and educational facilitator. She is a CEO at Beverly Jones Dorm Enterprise and founder and executive director at Every Child Has a Story, a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization. ECHAS is home to speech crafters speech and debate club the writers vibe young boss collaborative and the teen leadership initiative these unique programs enhance self-esteem and build confidence in children and young adults through the development of stellar communication skills both written and oral in addition the Teen Leadership Initiative provides teens with the necessary tools creating tomorrow's leaders today. My God. Um, Miss Beverly is the Vice President of Education and a member of the local Toastmasters International Club, Women Speakers Association, International Women Leadership, Association, International Membership of Professional Advisors, Coaches and Trainers, IMPAC, and the International Association of Professional Life Coaches. She is the author of over 19 books. Her book, Nurturing a Grateful Heart, The Power of Possibilities, And the accompanying interactive journal was selected as one of the top 10 inspirational books by Aspire Magazine in their January 2015 issue. It brings us such honor, privilege, and esteem to have this dynamic woman of God um, in the studio with us on tonight. Uh, again, welcome, 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 Ms. Durham. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I, I want to, like, we're going to just go right into and, and dig right into this, this very, very powerful book here. And so the very first question that I want to ask you um, on tonight, um, just so we could just get get the, our audience engaged as we're talking about nurturing a grateful heart, um, what, how, what made you write this, um, this, this book here? <laughs> 
Okay, simply Jesus made me write this book. And let me explain. I'm the kind of person that the relationship that I have with the Lord is such that he sends me messages in my dreams, and those messages genuinely end up being my next thing. Hmm. So one night when I went to bed, I dreamed about the word gratitude. And this dream was very vivid. I mean, I could smell the flowers on the outside, and I was sitting beside a nice, beautiful pond, and the the moon was glowing above the water. And as I sat there, I felt as if I were not necessarily alone, but I felt comfortable, not afraid. And it was at that moment that the word gratitude, each separate letter started to float above the water, illuminated by the moon. And as I reached out my hand, each one of the letters sort of settled in the palm of my hand. When I woke up, I had so many visions in my mind that I reached for my journal. I keep a journal beside my bed every night because you never know when the Lord has a message for you. And I've learned that if you do not pay attention, if you do not write them down, the Lord is just not going to let you sleep. So I wrote down everything that I could remember from the dream. And that next morning when I got up, I grabbed my journal got my cup of coffee, headed into my office because I knew I was supposed to write something. And it was that that moment, that feeling, that I realized that God wanted me to write about gratitude, but in a way that his children fully understood that it was a gift. It was like a seed that he had given all of us that's planted deep inside our hearts. And that seed is powerful. But God knew that most of us weren't sure that we had to see or understood how important that seed was. So if you can think about an archaeologist, we were actually told to go on an excavation. We were to dig deep through all the, the crevices and the issues and the life lessons of our whole generation and look for that seed that was bedded inside of us. Because once that seed is found, And that seed is ignited. It is the most powerful gift that the Lord can ever bestow on you. Awesome. You you said so many um, different things, and I I can't wait till we do uh, get the opportunity to um, to get in here and we get to this place um, where we go on that excavation. I'm I'm excited to get over there up to that to that portion um, in the book because it was just you know um, just the way you put it. It it was it's just so profound on how God just used you in here. And so I love it because she said I'm a dreamer and I pay very close attention to my dreams and so you guys you hear what hear what she's saying here and i just also believe even with that she's just giving giving individuals to look pay attention to your dreams you never know where they're going to take you <laughs> you never know exactly, where they're going exactly. to take you look in this book like i said there's so many powerful things in here so um first something before I, before i go over here i got one more other question before i have to stop this i'm so ready to get over here why do you think it is important to nurture a grateful heart the world itself isn't always a happy place and because we are human beings we are conditioned to look upon things that we need to fix and if you stay in that focus you will miss out on all the things that you have accomplished so far. 
the world is going to be difficult. We are going to have peaks and valleys. There are going to be ups and downs. Those are guaranteed things. But what God wants you to do is to focus on what you have. Because when you are grateful for the things that you have, it fuels you and gives you energy to push through even though you have fallen. Because gratitude says that when you fall and you have gratitude, you know you can get up. This is just a moment. And the only thing you need to do in the valley is seek out the lesson that the Lord is trying to teach you. Gather up the tool, armor yourself for the next climb, and keep moving. Awesome. I absolutely love it because, you know, she talks about perspective a lot um, here in, in, in the book. And, and she's just giving us, you know, nuggets in the book on how developing a nurturing a grateful heart, it begins to change our outlook. So I want to start right here um, in in the text on tonight. You, you said here, you said the... Um, the Christian faith views gratitude as a virtue because it's not it not only has the power to shape emotions and thoughts, but actions and deeds as well. Give us your thought behind that. What is your what what's your mindset behind that particular statement? Well, there's been a lot of conversations about uh, gratitude and mindset, and to me, those two things go together. Uh, a healthy mindset is geared up or created from having gratitude in your life. And so it is one of those things that gives you a different perception of things. If you can find something beneficial out of a tragedy, then the tragedy has not taken you down, if that makes sense. I can find people can say, when a person passes on and they die, you hear people sometimes say, well, you know, they're in a better place. They don't really know where they are, but I know they're trying to make you feel better. But if you're trying to make yourself feel better because of the loss of someone you love, and that person was really, really sick and going through a whole lot of pain, gratitude says, be grateful that that person was in your life. Be grateful for the lessons that they taught you, the times you laughed, the times you cried. Be grateful that they existed for you. And then you do not focus on the loss because a lifetime can give you so many wonderful memories and adventures that we shouldn't hold on to the final moment, the death moment. A lifetime is beneficial if you look at it that way. And gratitude helps you to do that. I just absolutely love it. And, and you know, as I'm here, even hearing that, you know, I'm hearing the word legacy. You know, um, mm-hmm. that the person get to live on um, in, in, in a legacy through the through the memories that you got that they've created in your life to help build you and, and make you and shape you. And, you know, through the things, the life lessons that you had um, between you and that particular person um, as well. So they get to live on instead of. Um, Instead of, you know, a lot of times we uh, people continue to stay in that mourning cycle process. I know people, yeah. you know, they're still 10 years later and, you know, it's still difficult on that day and things of that nature. Instead of, you know, taking those wonderful moments and 
in taking those, encapsulating those, and live through those instead of the pain of that that comes through with the death. So that's absolutely powerful. Just absolutely love it here. So I want to go here and um, talk about this statement that you made here. Um, you said, in life, there are countless opportunities that place us in position to acknowledge and embrace gratitude yeah there are so many of them every morning you wake up is an opportunity for gratitude you wake up in the morning after a restful sleep and you open your eyes and you're grateful that your eyes open you're you're grateful that the lord woke you in the first place and then you take in a breath and then you're grateful for the lungs that were able to hold the air that you were able to bring in. And then you sit up in the bed and you're grateful that you're actually able to do that. And then once you get out of the bed, you're grateful that you were able to stand. I look upon every single action that I do as a moment to be grateful because my life has had lots of ups and downs. And there were times when I didn't know if I took in a breath, if it was going to be for me, if it was going to be the last one. I didn't know if I was going to be able to get out of bed that morning. And if I got out of bed, would I be able to leave my bedroom? My life is like that. So every time something happens, I look for a moment to be grateful for it. So every single second of every single day of the journey of our life, it opens a door so that we can embrace gratitude. It is a, it is such a, a refreshing way to live because the negativity is at your borders and it doesn't come to you. It doesn't affect your heart. And that's the part you really need to protect because that's where God lives. Amen. Um, absolutely. You know, we're told to guard our heart. Amen. Because that's where the issues of life um, flow from. And, you know, and I'm just hearing you say, look, every second, you know, and as I was also listening to you talk, you, you know, every second, every moment. And as you was going through the process, just vividly painting the picture of, you know, one just waking up in the day and just taking um, the moment to embrace um, gratitude, a grateful heart that you're able to do um, what, you know, many of us just take for granted. We just take for granted sometimes that we are able to just, you know, get up and breathe air and move our limbs and all of those other type of things until something happened and um, we're limited in the things that we're normally used to do. And so I'm just hearing you say, look, um, and even as you talk about in, in the book, um, and I know we get down that later on in the book where you talked about um, um, when you were di diagnosed with, and, and I can't remember the name of it, but, uh, right now, but when you uh, came with your diagnosis and it allows you to begin to take time, stop, pause, um, in life yeah. and begin to embrace everything that was around you. I mean, you said you used to go at, a, at, at the speed 100 and at that <laughs> speed, you just, you missed out on a lot of opportunities of, of, yes. of, of gratitude. And, and, um, you know, and as I was reading that, I'm like, wow, um, wow. It, and it began to make me reflect that, you know what, um, we, we need to, um, take a moment and, and, and digest, digest yeah. and, and experience. Definitely. 
I, that's what I love. We experience life. <laughs> you know, get yeah. to experience life. And I think that's what that gratitude, that moment of gratitude is, t- is taking us. Now, you say a lot of things. You, you say a lot of verbiage um, that I just absolutely love and a lot of verbiage that I talked about. I talk about. And um, you talked about this this dormant seed, the seed being yeah. dormant. And so I, I want you to um, just give the listeners a, a, a little concept on this, the seed that you speak of, that you speak of, um, and it being the seed of gratitude, and it being dormant in our lives. Yes. I, I I believe that this is the perfect time of, of the season we're in of the resurrection. And when Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected, he he saved us, but he also gave each and every one of us a seed that was planted inside our heart. And that seed lies dormant until certain things start to happen to activate the seed. The seed needs to be fertilized by actions and life lessons and actually acknowledging that it's there. That seed can't help you unless you search for it and move all of that distractions out of the way and focus on that power that it will give you. And it can't help you if you do not nurture it in a way that it can grow and benefit the way you live your life. You can read about things like that all the time, but the way you benefit from it is that you actually put those things into action in the way you live your everyday life so that you can see the evidence of what that gratitude seed can do for you. And as it grows, you can feel the power growing because that gratitude not only lives in you, but it it sort of excels out from your Mm -hmm. being and everybody around you within your realm can see it too. Most people, when they see it, will want to know, what you got going on over there? <laughs> this is a perfect opportunity for you to tell him about your relationship with Christ and every single thing that he's done for you and how grateful you are to be. So it's more like, you know, letting your light, letting your light shine among men. Yes. Oh, that is absolutely yes. uh, awesome. And, you know, I know we're coming out from your situation and events um, chapter and you know as you talked about look stuff is always happening and things of that nature and so you know having that cultivated um, seed of gratitude that even when life happens that um, we don't crumble under situations and right. circumstances that we stand strong and we stand firm and and we embrace the moment and be thankful, have a heart of gratitude um, because of, of, of what he had done, um, what God has done um, for our life. So um, I, I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely love it. I, I want us to uh, go here for a moment. You talked about in, in the book, and I love how you broke down. I love how you broke down. Um, I'm going to go to evacuation here um in in the book um because i i really um i really really love how you broke this down um in the book and if i had to this is i i i could say that this was my favorite chapter <laughs> because it and, and you know and and as you talked about you know how 
um, you know, the evacuation, you talked about how the archaeology, how they would go and, um, and they would, you know, look up the fossils and, you know, and things of that nature. And, and at least that was the picture that was going on in my mind. But you was you brought it to more of a spiritual aspect or brought it to, to our concept of being able to go and dig in our lives but being yeah. gentle and careful not to destroy you the, the very word you said you um you, you talked about digging is hard but it has to be done with specific precision so as yeah. not to destroy the specimen and wow you <laughs> i mean i just have so many different thoughts and things of that nature when it comes to that but give us some more insight well, an excavation is basically sitting yourself down and getting real. But you want to be gentle with yourself because none of us have lived lives where we didn't have pain. This is definitely not about trying to make the pain pretty because pain is never pretty. It's about acknowledging how you feel physically and mentally and emotionally. And even if you get a little bit uncomfortable, it's still okay. I believe that everything that happens to us in our life is a lesson for us. And it doesn't help you to ignore the pain or ignore the mistakes that you've made. You need to accept the fact that you made them. And then you need to forgive yourself for making the mistakes. But then you also need to figure out what's the life lesson I need to carry forward so that I do not repeat this action again. And that's when I say you really need to be gentle with yourself because things have happened to people. They've had some devastating things take place in their lives. They may have been abused as children or even as adults. They may have even committed crimes. That's the person you may be right now, but that is not who you're going to find at the end of your excavation. That person deep inside is waiting to come out and to be free. But you have to accept and acknowledge the things that have gone wrong, because you cannot change what you do not accept. Our lives are never meant to be perfect, and we are not perfect. And guess what? That is absolutely okay, because the forgiving God that we serve already knows every one of our ups and downs that's coming. He knows what our faults are. We aren't hiding them from him. And he is really the only person you should seriously care about being honest with because he sees everything, knows everything. And if you think you're keeping secrets from him, you need to wake up because that's not happening. So the excavation part is really essential. I normally say start with the physical, stand in front of a mirror and look at yourself. I mean, really look at that mirror for a few minutes. Notice whether or not you're happy or if you have this frown or you feel uncomfortable, ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? Try to identify what that is because before you can go deep inside, you got to deal with those masks that you have been wearing that is hiding all of your injuries and all of your flaws, the ones that God sees, the ones that you see, and trust me, other people see too. So be kind when you take that time to excavate and go deep, deep inside of who you are. Remember, you're in search of a seed, and that seed is right there at the center of everything. 
you know, I'm I'm just I'm hearing just so many um different things and especially when you like take off the mask and just make yourself vulnerable and, and, and come to this place of nakedness, you know, um mm-hmm. with God. And and go and it's okay to ex to experience. I think sometimes in life, you know, things happen and they just happen and we really don't take the moment um and experience it. Um, and in that experience moment as well, um, you know, we, we go through our process. We can get to that place where we can be grateful. I have a heart of of gratitude, and, and I love it. Um, here you talked about um, a few things here. First of all, you said you, if you don't, you cannot change what you don't accept. That's absolutely powerful. Right. And so when you're looking to change, you got to first accept, you know, what's there. And um, and you talked about unmasking, you know, unmasking um, from the flaws and where other people, you know, other people can see it and they do know, notice and they know it, whether we um, understand that they can see it or not. And it just, it took me to um, the Garden of Eden and where when, um, when they ate the forbidden fruit that God was like, Adam, where are you? Mm-hmm. And and so it's like and so that's what's coming to my mind is like look you know we have on all this mask and the real us can never come out until we yeah. unmask and I love it you said mm-hmm. um, if if you are if we're never vulnerable then we miss out on life endless opportunities. Yeah for us to grow i'm i'm telling you guys this book is (laughs) it is fully loaded with just so many different things um in here and um that would just absolutely um blow your mind i want to talk about this place in here that you dealt with um with fear um in here and um and she was going through the excavation and was going through the steps to show you how um to you know, analyze to become unmasked, and she dealt with fear, uh, one of the areas. And I, I, she was trying to figure out. You was in here in the book. You said she was trying to figure out. You know, um, after retirement, you know what was going to take place after retirement, and God just spoke to you. Use your gifts. Yeah. Tell us yeah. about use your gifts. <laughs> Well, look, that conversation started long before the retirement because I was sitting, I used to work for the federal government. And mm-hmm. so I was sitting in a conference one day and I, and I heard somebody mention that they were going to offer early retirement. And I heard a little whisper in my ear says, do it now. And I, you know, I'm like, what? Okay. Mm-hmm. Retirement. I never thought about retirement. So I was so enthused that when I left the meeting, I went straight to my desk, filled out the paperwork, and just sent it over to HR and said, you know, go ahead and start my retirement papers. Now, I had not talked to my husband. I had not Mm -hmm. talked to anybody. I was listening to this little voice. So by the time I got home, I was so ready to talk myself out of it. When I told my husband I was going to retire, he looked at me like I had lost my ever-loving mind. He's like, what do you mean you're going to retire? We just bought a house. It's like, well... I think God told me to retire. My husband's like, you better go back and tell them people you was playing. <laughs> so, of course, the next day I went back and I told him, I said, you know what, I got to thinking about it. So I, I don't really want to retire. Can you resend my papers? And I was talking to the lady in passing in the hallway, and she said, sure. I used to work from home. So about three weeks later, I'm sitting at home, and I'm working, and I get this pop-up email on my government computer, and it's from HR. 
And the title of the email said, your retirement has been pre-approved. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This isn't right. And I'm sitting at the breakfast table with my husband, who's sitting directly across from me, looking at me kind of strange. And so in my brain, I'm saying, okay, God, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with this. And I heard him say, I told you to do it now. So I looked up at my husband because I thought he had said something, but he wasn't talking. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and I'm going to think it. Okay, God, if this is you and I'm supposed to retire, you're going to have to let me know because I'm a little dense this morning. And God said, do it now. So all I had to do was reply to the email, one word, yes. So I typed yes. And I hit sin. And the moment I hit sin, fear came over me. And I'm like, oh, my God, what did I just do? How am I going to pay my bills? God, I got bills. God said, use your gifts. I was like, what gifts? I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm in trouble. And so when he said that to me, I could hear it over and over probably most of the day. And I finally got around the side of my husband. I had submitted my papers. My husband was like, God told you to do that? Yes. God told me to do that. He said, so how much are you going to be getting for retirement? Are we going to be able to take care of things? And I said, well, God said he would provide my needs. My husband's like, this woman has lost her mind. <laughs> but as it turned out, I had not, no idea what my retirement was going to be. Didn't know if I was going to be able to pay bills. Didn't know if my husband was going to have to come out of retirement and go back to work. As it turned out, my needs are all met. He met everyone financially. I have not had to go and work a job. My husband didn't have to go back to work. We were so good. I think I praised Dan for like 15 days. (laughs) I was just, girl, I was like, hallelujah. So now listen, when the Lord says it's time for you to go and you decide to go and it works out for you, why in the world would I listen to him again? Right. So fear (laughs) wasn't real. It was just that, you know, that negative energy that's trying to sabotage us and not make us be in a position to step into our purpose. And so I I trust him. I've been trusting him all my life, but especially now, because I I like to tell people that the Lord drives the bus and I'm in the shotgun seat and I'm just going wherever he goes because I trust him. Amen. He said, look, my, 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 you're going to get me started tonight. Miss <laughs> trusted heart, trusted the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and always acknowledge Absolutely. him. And he will direct your path. Amen. He got yes. the destination. Oh, my God. Okay, he got the destination. He got the destination. He got the GPS. Amen. Coordinates. <laughs> That we need to be in, right, to be in the place and the space that he has ordained for us, amen, Um, Mm -hmm. where all provisions are made. That's, oh, Lord, that's what I love about God. You you make this statement. You talked about um, you have the choice to make every negative state, I mean, every negative situation birth something positive so let's talk about you know the the freedom to choose to the freedom to choose and and how important is that when it comes to um developing or uh, nurturing a grateful heart yeah yeah you do have the the ability to choose the thing about it is sometimes we don't make the right choices (sighs) we need to physically because we're human beings and we're you know we're flawed we want to see proof and evidence (laughs) 
that what is being said to us is the real deal. We just have to see it. It's like, I don't know. If I'm not seeing it, then it can't possibly happen. But faith isn't a TV program. Faith is not a book. Mm-hmm. Faith mm-hmm. is not a picture. Faith is something you cannot see. Faith means you do what you know you have to do, and you have the faith that every step you take is going to get you closer and closer to where the Lord intended you to be. So there is no proof. You have a choice. I mean, you can. What's the difference? You can live a life full of gratitude and feel joyful and refreshed and fulfilled and on on purpose and in line with your purpose, or you can be sad and wear a mask and hide from the world. I mean, you got a choice. The choice seems very obvious to me, but I understand that for some people, you know, they have to see things. They're not used to seeing it. But trust me, if you start looking for the gratitude seed, it's going to embrace you. The more you look, the more available it's going to become to you. You just have to make that very first step. And, yes, that's a step called faith. Because if you don't have it, your gratitude seed will stay dormant for the existence of your life. Mm. Wow. Um, you, 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 you said a mouthful, and as you was talking, my mind was just moving, and it was going, and it's like, okay, and you know, and we're, we're having, we have that choice to move in faith, um, and what it is that God says, and you know, and sometimes our environment or those that we around kind of um, uh, affect our decision or kind of have a, a weigh-in on what it is that we do um, when it comes to moving in faith, moving in faith, and especially if you're in an environment that's not conducive or you're around people that's not conducive um, to the faith walk that you have to walk. Um, so what, what yeah. would be your advice to, 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 tell, to speak with somebody um, who may be in an environment or who may be around people um, where they are, where, you know, where it's just negativity and things of that nature that kind of hinder them from walking in that place of faith and cultivating that um, grateful heart? You know, just recently, last week, when I was in my little prayer room, um, I was having some issues. So when I do have the issues, and yes, I do have them, I go and put myself in time out with the Lord in the prayer Amen. room. And so while I was in there... <laughs> He said something really profound to me that I think will help people today who are listening to this broadcast, that every person that you need to make you successful in your purpose is already in your realm. You just have to pay attention. And to me, pay attention means use your eyes, use your ears, but don't speak so much. Because sometimes we get we get caught up listening to our own words, thinking how, ooh, that's some really profound stuff, and we forget that it's not even our words. The Lord gave it to you, so quit claiming it. But it's in your realm, and if you can't see those people who are there to help you and assist you, then it's time for you to do uh, an inventory. You need to really lock down your borders. You need boundaries. You need to look at the people who are in your personal circle, those that are the closest to you have to be your trusted friends. They have to be people who are for you and not against you. They're easy to see. You just have to open your eyes and look for them. Remove them from your realm. 
and you can see those people that the Lord has placed in your realm to help you. You can't see them if you've got the naysayers standing right in the front of you and in the back of you whispering negative things in your head. What is their purpose? If they don't make you feel good, if they are not trying to move you further, make you better, then they do not need to be in your inner circle. That's hard because some of them are family. Some of them are friends you've known all your life. Some of them may even be spouses. You're going to have to do what you have to do to see the people God has chosen to help you be successful in your purpose. Wow, you know, that is one of the things I absolutely love about God. Oh, wow. You know, just what you're talking about, you know, here, and it, it brings me over um, into when, when David, when it was time for David to pass the kingdom over to King Solomon and how he had everything set up um, for King Solomon to build the temple for God. And he had got everybody together, everybody that he was going to need, the masonaries, the carpenters, and the, even the gold and silver and all that stuff that were going there. He got ev- all the resources together so that he can be successful in that endeavor and so every time I think about that and I think about that um that in the bible I, I come and reflect exactly what you're saying right here is that you know what everything that I need to be successful in life that God has already um prepared he's already set the people in order and things of that nature and I love it because you said look they're already in the realm we just have to be sensitive to his and our yes. environment and and who yes. those people are and so we can fully connect with them so that we can move and and fulfill the things that God has called forth in our lives I I absolutely love it absolutely love it <laughs> I, I want to talk about um it's time to get real Let's yeah. talk about um time to get real for a moment because I think sometimes this is a place where uh, where we get stuck um because um admit um because sometimes we just don't want to admit truth even right. though we know that it sets us free but sometimes we don't want to admit it so let's talk about that for a moment you know sometimes it's hard to admit truth because then you have to accept the fact that maybe you did something wrong you know you, you can play like you're a victim but maybe some of the things that happened to you you invited into your life because of the people you were hanging out with you have to get real with you you can't fool you can't fool yourself if you can't look in the mirror and honestly say i know who i am and yeah i made some mistakes and these are the mistakes i made but i've learned from them you're never going to move forward you have to be real with you because if you're not god already knows You know, there are no secrets from God. He already knows. But when you start to become real with you, you signal to God that you're ready to move forward. And when that happens, he moves heaven and earth to help you get where you need to go. So don't be afraid. I mean, if you have this issue, maybe you like to, the only word I can think of is maybe you're a liar. You know, people, they look at that like that's some soft skill. You know, I exaggerate the truth sometimes. Well, maybe you're just a liar. Let's just be real about it. Why are you lying? Why can't you tell the truth? What do you expect is going to happen if people know who you really are? Take the mask off. You holding on to people in your realm that don't even need to be there because you're wearing a mask to accommodate them. Just take it off and be who you are. You might not even have to tell them to leave. They may leave on their own. 
just be real with you. Oh, I, I I love it. She said, "We just we just gonna keep it real. Just just go ahead and and just be naked about you, because that's yeah. when and 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 only when you'll be able to get to the destination that you need to go. You'll be able, that's only when you're able to grow where it is that you need to go, um, as well." Mm-hmm. And I like of uh, this chapter here as well with talk about, you know, you got stuff and, you know, we all got stuff and, you know, many a times yeah. we just want to dump out all the stuff, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Get rid of all the yeah. stuff and not deal with the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't want to deal with it. And you said never deny or destroy your stuff. And, no, and I was reading, don't. I was like, wow, okay, this is good right here. <laughs> so let's you talk know, about why we shouldn't deny or destroy. I heard people say, uh, you have a lot of baggage. I know you've heard that. You uh-huh. have so much baggage. You need to get rid of your baggage. Do not ever throw away your baggage. I'm going to tell you why. Because in all of that ugly mess, it's your life lesson. You still got to dig through all of that gunk. And pull that life lesson out, because if you do not, you're going to repeat that thing over and over again. I always say, don't give in your stuff. You learned a lot going through it. But learn how to manage it. File the good things. File away the lesson you learned and the situation that caused the lesson to become more apparent to you. Because that's like arming up. I mean, that's part of the body armor that you need to protect yourself from this this little valley until you get to the peak again. Because if you get to the peak and you're standing on the mountaintop looking out, you're going to see a lot of mountains. But in order to get to that next mountain, you got to go back down into the valley. Well, if you didn't pick up that life lesson from that mountain that you're standing on, when you go down into that valley, you will fail. You will fail and have to go right back and repeat that same situation over again until you find that life lesson, that tool that God has given you so that you can protect yourself and conquer whatever the battle is on the next mountain. So don't throw your stuff away. And when people say you got baggage, you just go, yeah, I got it. That means I have been living and learning. Do not throw it away. You know, I just love it because it gives you, again, a a different perspective on how to look at life, how to look at the things in which we have endured. And then most importantly, how to look at it, but also take it and and use it for the positive to be the fruit that we need um, to mature and grow, um, to mature and grow. And what it is that God needs for us to mature and grow in. So, you know, I love it because, yes, we're always told, you know, throw it away, throw your baggage, get rid of your baggage and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But I I love the concept um, that you bring here. And you said, look, review it and organize it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Get it in order. Get it in order. And so and not to use it as a crutch. But, um, you know, to use it as a tool um, where you can identify, you know, um, on places on on things not to do or not to repeat it, repeat again. So that's just just absolutely amazing. And I was thinking about when he said, look, make the most of every opportunity. Make the most of every opportunity. And so in everything, and you talk about this a lot too in in here, that um, one of the things I like to say is that, look, we can always find that positive. 
that we always can find that positive in everything. We can find the hand of God, knowing that in all situations, that is always working for our good. It's always working for our yes. good. Yes, exactly. And so here, here, who took my gratitude? And so, you know, <laughs> you, you, you talked about, you know, cultivating this this grateful heart you also said that you know it's not something that we obtain and check off on a checklist but it's something that we obtain much uh, and maintain and we have to maintain to sustain it right and so um so just want to talk about that because i think that's where this who took my grateful heart where that i mean i'm sorry who took yeah who took my gratitude that's where um that kind of you know, comes into play here. So let's just, let's talk about that because once we discover it, then we have to come into a place where we maintain it um, too, so that it can be sustained for the rest of our lives. And so you talked about it as being a journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's a journey. And I tell people to celebrate the things that happened in your life that make you feel good. You know, you, you got that new job you wanted. Celebrate that. You were able to break through and you're writing a book. Celebrate that. Celebrate your, 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 your rewards and, and the things that you do. But you're going to turn around one day all of a sudden and it's going to feel like your gratitude has been kidnapped or something. Mm-hmm. It's not really gone. It's just that you have to super focus. You don't kick yourself for doing human things because we're human. And it's expected that we're not always going to flow in the right way. It's real easy to lose your gratitude rhythm. And sometimes it'll knock you off balance without you realizing that you have not been paying attention to it. Everyday living sometimes will keep your focus away from gratitude in every situation. But don't feel bad about that. You can regain it. It's easy to regain it back. You haven't lost it. It's still there. That seed never leaves you. Even if it's dormant, it never leaves you. So once you start to activate it, it's always there. We're human. We're going to forget gratitude every now and then. I mean, we're going to be driving down the road, and all of a sudden our tires are going to blow out, and all we can think about is the worst possible things now. Lord, I don't have money for a tire. How am I going to get to work? I'm going to get fired. But what we forget is the tire blew out, but I didn't die. I still have a car. I got three tires. I just need to get one tire. Eventually, that gratitude will come full circle, and it's going to give you your way out. So don't kick yourself. Don't kick yourself because the world will kick you. There is no sense in you doing it to yourself, too. Amen. That's that's absolutely that's absolutely awesome. So it's about regaining sight, regaining yeah. sight um, when when things happen. Just regaining sight. I absolutely love it. Now she give us some some tools, <laughs> some tools on how to maintain a gratitude. She gives some tools, and you got to get the book so that you can get the information you can obtain the tools um the tools that's needed and necessary for us to maintain our our grateful hearts our grateful heart you know even when life happens even when life happens now here i'm i'm i want to talk about i I got so much stuff highlighted over here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I was just 
moving and highlighting and moving and highlighting. But we're here. We're talking about the village people. And here you talk oh, yeah. about the village people and how, you know, sometimes people are not going to understand, you know, your place of gratitude. And, you know, and I, I could, and when I was reading this particular section, I was recalled it, you know, as an adult, you know, my, my sister, um, she told me because she used to fight me a lot when we was little. And so um, she would say, and so she finally said, told me why she used to fight me a lot. She would say, because you were just always happy. You act as if nothing in the world mattered. All this stuff was happening to us, but you just was always happy, and it got on my nerves. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, you know, to me, my mindset was I'm a child. I don't, you know, I, I wasn't allowing yeah. all of that stuff that was going on to, like, bother me I you know I don't even know if I had a thought of a thought about all of it but and we're just we're just 10 months apart and but she had a whole nother different perspective than what I did so let's talk about these village people who just may not is not going to understand um that place of gratitude that you have that you'll be in yeah I mean once you start to work on gratitude and making it part of your life the people in your circle and your neighborhood, you know, the village people, they may not get you. You're going to start to look very strange to them. And people don't do well with change. So, you know, the postman may not like you anymore because he thinks you're the oddest thing he's ever seen. Your church members may start, you know, sitting on different pews from where you're sitting because they don't get you. But the thing is, it's, it's okay. You didn't even get you before. When you, are, when you start walking in gratitude, if you look back over at that person you were before, you don't even get her. So you can understand that you're making this big change in who you are, how you think, how you look upon the world, and the things that you want to do with your life. And that's perfectly okay. People get uncomfortable with change. Change, when they see it, sort of knocks them off their balance because now they can't say I am the way I am and that's it. If they see you changing, then they know there's a possibility that they can change. They mm-hmm. don't really want to change. So the thing they do is they push back against you. They want you back. Whoever you were, broken, dysfunctional, they want you back because that makes them comfortable. But don't let that don't let that stop you from being the person you were birthed to be. God has a plan for all of us. I don't think it was a coincidence that you were born. He knew you were coming, and he gifted you with lots of gifts when you came into this world. He had a purpose for you. There's a plan for you. And maybe you're not working in it, living in it, doing any of those things. But when you touch gratitude, gratitude is going to open the door to lots of possibilities. And those possibilities are a little scary sometimes, but remember, you got gratitude on your side, and you got God on your side, so embrace the change, embrace the difference. It is perfectly okay. Not everybody is going to get you. Not everyone will understand you, and that is absolutely okay. Awesome, 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 awesome. So it's okay to be different. It's okay to stand yeah. out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're set apart anyway, you know. And, yeah. and one of the things that I love about, you know, even just being set apart beyond that is that we're also uniquely designed. Um, we're tailor-made. Yeah. 
by God. And so because we're tailor-made, mm-hmm. you know, we're just supposed to be different anyway, but so many times we try to mimic. And I think doing that process of trying to mimic or trying to fit in, you know, with everybody else and everything else, we do, we lose ourselves. You know, that is also something that causes us to lose ourself as well. And so I just think if we just, you know, be content with who we are and and, and what we have, um, it will it will keep us in a place like you said. It will begin to unlock the power of the possible of the possibilities, um, that God has placed on the inside of us. It unlocks the mysteries of the kingdom, the mystery of what God has put us here for, and it it brings us into a place and a space in our lives where we're no longer bound by situations, yeah. circumstances, or conditions. But now the possibilities are limitless because we're ne- we're yeah. open because we're now more open and we're more free to just be and do whatever it is that that God has said, um, whatever it is that He's placed on our heart without any cares. Because so many people are stuck in places um, where you know where they're actually miserable. But because that freedom isn't there, that that place of gratitude, because they want to fit in in their crowd and their environment and they don't want to be different. Um, They find themselves Mm -hmm. in a place where they're miserable um, because they know that it's more. They desire more, but they just haven't figured out how to get out of this box. Yes, yes. (laughs) Just cut yourself out. Fall over. Fall out the box. You know, just get out of the box because it's something that you created. You created the box. You weren't born in a box. And as far as being different, you don't want to stand out. Guess what? You already are. Your DNA is so specific to you that no one else on the planet has yes. the same DNA as you. Where do you think your DNA came from? God made you to stand out. He made you not to be small. He made you for a purpose. He made you to be original and to be okay, that you do not look and act like everybody else on the planet. That wasn't the plan. So stop trying to make it the plan. I love it. She said, fall out the box. (laughs) He said, get out by any means necessary. By any means necessary, yes. I took that box to the side. Oh wow, that is that's oh my oh wow wow wow! Just praise the Lord uh, in this place, my Lord, my Lord. Uh, I was here uh, over here looking at um, when in the book you talked about your mother always told you about thinking before you act, and um, yeah. you said that that's not enough. There's some more things required <laughs> in that yeah, thinking process that. before you act. Let's talk about that for a moment. Well, she always said things before you, you say anything. Don't open your mouth until you've thought about it. And then definitely don't act on anything until you have thought it through. But sometimes the thoughts that we have are not good thoughts. If you're not thinking loving, kind, honorable thoughts, then you're going to lead to problems. They're just going to be problems. I mean, the Bible tells us that we're supposed to pray with gratefulness in every situation. And to me, that just means that when your thoughts aren't uh, lined up with your wisdom of gratefulness, then your prayers are not going to be answered. There's not going to be a response for them. 
And it's not enough to just say, you know, think. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Get rid of the negative negative thoughts. God promises us that when we do all the things that he's told us to do, that we will get this peace that transcends all understanding. Mm -hmm. When we lean on him, lean into him for everything. And I have experienced that peace. And when it comes, let me tell you, it blows your mind because you know it is not you. You know it's not you. You know how flawed you are, and you know that that peace just came from the Father of the universe specifically for you. That's when you know you're on the right track. Amen. And I'm telling you, if you ain't experienced it, oh, please try it. Um, you know, please, please try it because, you know, it's a taste and see that the Lord is good. Yes. And, and you ain't, you ain't going to be worried about the box no more. <laughs> the box is going to be a non-factor. Um, it's a non-factor yeah. because when you get into that place in that space of just being you, being you, who you was um, designed to be, it's, it's nothing like flowing in, in, in that place of, of who you are in your true identity, that place of passion, that place of purpose, that, that place that, that really, um, um, affords you the opportunity to just live, to really, really live. And so I I just absolutely love it. You talked about in the life flows that, um, that a gratitude, that having a position of gratitude, that it, it, positions us to experience you know um the reverse feelings of depression and oppression and disparity you know and and things of that nature um and 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 it it also goes along with um earlier in the book you talked about um you know just having a glass Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. Ha- just having a glass, just being excited. You got a glass. <laughs> right. I know. So it's the glass half empty or half full. How about I got a glass and I'm happy about it? <laughs> Gratitude is something that, if you think about it, it makes your life flow in harmony. It's like it's a balance between the rhythm of everything else that's around you. It's a positive experience that reverses all your feelings of depression. And it expression, it, it's an expression to other people of who you are and how you intend to live your life. When you're stressed and overworked, we tend to focus on work that's not completed or the negative aspects of our job, and we're more apt to miss those tasks that we have crossed off our list, the things we did well and the accomplishments that we've made. So once we make that focus change and gratitude starts to walk in front of us, with us, it's a better way. When you embrace it, you create an atmosphere that leads to noticing and creating more gratifying experiences. Your eyes open. You can see those things a lot easier. They're not so distant away from you. And then when you start seeing it, people around you will start noticing something different about you. But the best part about that is we are all disciples of Christ. We're supposed to live our lives in such a way that people walk up to us and say, what is going on with you? Right. And that is the open door to say, honey, let me tell you about my relationship with Jesus. That's what's going on with me. And gratitude enables you to live that way, to feel those things, to embrace that wonderful flow of love. That's what gratitude does for you. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. So it, it's important that we, you know, as we dive into this conversation, I have dived into this conversation about gratitude on tonight. You see that it will change your whole world. And, you know, and I, I love the fact that, you know, even in here where when you begin to cultivate this heart of gratitude, that you can look at the half empty side of the glass and yes. bring forth purpose. <laughs> like, oh, mm-hmm. like, yeah, exactly. that was just exciting. <laughs> I was like, oh, that, I'm, I'm telling you, oh, I'm like, wow, yes. And so just giving that whole different perspective of, of, of way of looking at things, you know, and, and, and not looking at it, looking at it from a, um, an, an, an optimistic standpoint, looking at it from, from that that standpoint of look, I'm victorious no matter what, um, what's going mm-hmm. on, what it is that I see, you know, I know what it is that I believe, and if I could just believe this thing, you know, um, this thing in my heart, then I know that I'm going to prevail. And so it's just, yes. I, I'm telling you guys, you guys need to grab this book, and then this journal is just even, I mean, it just take you with it even in a whole nother space that she just deal with. Um, these women in her family and I just I love the fact that you captured generations <laughs> of of, of yeah. family um history and and how you know just the different situations and things that they went through and how they still was able to overcome and triumph. Yeah. Um even I you know, understand that when you're looking for gratitude it can be hard. People say, well, okay, you said gratitude, but what kind of situations? And the women in my family tree were all really strong and impressive women who went through lots of struggles. But in their stories that my mother used to share with me was always one particular thing. Gratitude was always there. And through their life issues, it was easier for me to see how gratitude can move me from one place to the next. And so when I wrote the journal, it was because the Lord came to me in a dream and said, okay, but I'm thinking you need to give people some examples. You need to show them how you found gratitude. And I always lean into my ancestors whenever I have an issue, whenever I'm trying to understand something. I look back at their lives, and their lives generally are exhibits of how gratitude can move you to where you want to go. It can hold you close nurture your heart and it just empower you to live a better life and so that's why I wrote the journal I wanted to share some of the women in my family tree and some of the things that my mother had shared with me as a child and and they are absolutely powerful I mean each of the stories and just even um looking at the accounts of their life and what they went through I mean it it also like for me just you know give me me to even think and have a more a heart of more gratitude because you know um even you know not being in those times because she's in the 1800s you know she come from there and bring us up (laughs) and I'm just like oh lord and and just dealing with the different counts and things that they had to go through but they still survived and 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 they and they made the best out of what they had and and with us being where we are in the technology they have so much more freedom than what they had back then and just like look we you know some sometimes when you look i'm like look we take a lot for granted 
and mm-hmm. um and that we and when you begin to hear and read things like this it brings you to a place that, to really be grateful um to to have a heart that that is a little bit more grateful in 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 just in what life in in what life um brings you as well but also give you strength oh yeah. God also give you strength to say, "Oh, they did it. If they was able to do it, then yes. oh, I know All I can do this thing." Me. Oh wow! Yes, yes. Oh, and those mm-hmm. names, I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I was in this book. I was like, "Oh Lord!" And how the names were strategic and you know, um, strategically put together, or how everyone was strategically named, um, and and each name represented, you know, um, something powerful something absolutely powerful my mother believed that the name your name spoke of who you were going to be she was from trinidad so she didn't name us right away she always waited a while to get a feel for who we were and she pray Mm -hmm. over it but she would always say your name says a lot about who you're going to be and so that's why my mother you know decided to give me the the name i won't tell people but it's in the book the name i have Mm -hmm. I laugh now because I'm like, people thought I was crazy. Oh, Lord <laughs> Jesus. But I understand it because each and every one of those women, I can see myself in them. I carry some of their traits, and I'm grateful for that. So if by naming me what she named me helped me to become who I am, I am thoroughly grateful for that. Yes, I, I mean, oh, it was just absolutely powerful, just absolutely love it. Is it anything um, else that you want to, I'm going to have you to also release your uh, your information. And let me back up for one second, you guys. I am so sorry tonight. I was just so excited about jumping in into this interview between me and her. <laughs> I forgot about you guys. I'm sorry on tonight. You guys can. If you have those that are listening, if you have any comments or questions um, that you may have, that you have, you can go ahead and put them in chat, and I can answer them for you. In addition, I'm going to... um, I don't know I'm going to do that tonight. Okay, so tonight we're only moving chat. We're not doing live calls on tonight. Um, we're only doing chat on tonight. So if you could just go ahead and put it in the chat, if you have any questions or comments about gratitude, you can put it on now in chat. If you're on the speaker platform or um, Facebook or Twitter, we can get those. The other platforms, I will have to come and grab those later, but those are the only ones that we get instantaneously here. So if you have any questions or comments, go ahead and and place them right um, in on on those particular platforms that I spoke, or if you're on the website. Um. So um, the other thing, why she's giving us some additional information, um, I want to know if there are any additional information that you want to give them. I am going to have you to release. Um, as well, where they can pick up the book, how they can contact you, um, um, how can a listener contact you as well, so that they could, um, if they have any more questions or comments, or how they can connect with you as well, because, you know, I know that you're an entrepreneur, and I'm sure that you're coaching and training on and, and on helping individuals nurturing um, on how to have a grateful heart. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, I'm all over social media. I'm everywhere. And my name is so uh, unique that if you type in Beverly Jones hyphen Durr, you're going to find me on every social network. But my website, 
where you can contact me personally is beverlyjonester.org. And you can always send me a message that way, email me. You can also book a discovery session from my website, which I offer for people. And you can get my book. I have placed a link in on Facebook where you can get my book. Uh, it's, a, it's a set. And if you wait to purchase the book, uh, maybe in about 30 minutes, if you want to purchase the set, I will give you $10 off your purchase price. Awesome. She said $10, you get a discount. So if you go and you say 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. Give me about 15 minutes and I can take care of that. Okay. And so that you- means it'll be $27.97 for the two books. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So you get a discount. So she is gifting, blessing, um, blessing you all with, with a $10 discount on the on the set on the set on the set so definitely go to the website and get it if you're on if you're on facebook the link is in the um is in the is in the post it's in the post you can grab it from right there um the other social media platforms just go to they can pick it up from your website as well correct because i I see two different links okay um, mm-hmm. Be- okay, Beverly Jones Durham dot org. You can pick it up from there um, as well. Is there anything else that you want to say to the um, listeners on tonight? Don't be afraid to work on your gratitude. If you have any questions, you can always email me. You can always contact me. I will be doing a workshop. It's not complete yet unfortunately, because I'm working on my nonprofit organization things. But in September, I'm going to be doing a gratitude workshop, and we're going to work through all the ups and downs and the peaks and valleys and do a full excavation so that when you leave the workshop, you will actually have all the tools you need to identify your gratitude and to nurture it. That's all right. Now, would that is that would that be local? Um, is there going to be it's something? It's going to be local, but I can also do one in my Facebook group, and that information will be on my website. So, if you just go to beverlyjonesdur.org, I will place all that information right out there. Okay. Awesome. 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 So you definitely, definitely look forward to um, to being a part of that workshop, being a part of the workshop. But in the meantime, definitely go ahead and pick up your set, your set, so you can go ahead and start working on it. And then, um, when so when the workshop comes, you, you're ready. You, you, you're ready to go ahead and dig in. And by this time, you have learned to be patient with yourself, <laughs> to be tender yes. with yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be beating yourself up. Let somebody look, if you can take care of you when you're grateful for the things in your life, you're gonna be grateful for who you are too. And you're not gonna let anybody else beat up on you and you're gonna be really kind to yourself. That's all right there. Uh that that is all right there and that and we're missing we're missing a lot of that. Cause see, when you can be kind to yourself, you can truly be kind to somebody else because you cannot give anything more than what you have for yourself to mm-hmm. anybody else. And so yeah. um, when when you're in that place in that space um where you are treating you um 
and 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 at your most optimist state then guess what you're going to treat other people better as well because you're feeling so much better about you you're feeling so much better about you i'm not seeing any comments or any questions that's coming over here um at this time but you guys know that you can definitely go ahead and and send them over um later as well and i will make sure that i get those questions um to miss Dorm. i'll make sure that i get them to her and she said you're gonna also connect with her directly on our social media platforms as well with any questions or comments and don't forget about that 15 minute discovery consultation yes that is free that is absolutely free so don't forget about that as well it has definitely been a phenomenal time it's been an amazing time here um, at the Scribes Hang Out with you on tonight Ms. Durham I want to thank you so much for gracing us with your presence I appreciate it and I'm really I had a great time and I'm very grateful that you allowed me to talk about my book and my journey. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm glad that I, like I said, uh, again, glad. Um, it has been a powerful conversation um, about nurturing a grateful heart, the power of possibilities. I'm here on tonight with none other than the author, Miss um, Beverly Jones Durham, Miss Beverly Jones Durham, and she's doing amazing, powerful things. Um, just God is just using her, um, just around the world, amen. Around the world, and we just thank yes. God on what's to come and what's next, um, with her, um, as well. And as she's doing great things, even with every um, no child left behind, um, as no, I'm sorry, every child has a story. That's it. Every child has a story. So we just thank God for that. And we want to thank each and every last one of you for hanging out with us at the Scribes Hangout on the Kingdom Influencer Broadcast. And we are looking forward to joining you joining us next week, uh, next Thursday at 6 o'clock. I'm sorry, not 6 o'clock. I don't know why I want to do 6 o'clock. 9.30 p.m. (laughs) um, Eastern Standard Time right here on the Scribe Hangout out um, where we will bring another author here um, to discuss their story and again connect with uh, Miss Jones Durham so that you can just pick pick up all the the good fruit <laughs> that she have that she have to help you just be released and unleashed in your destiny and your purpose we will see you next week at the scribe hangout as we are the place for book lovers author artists for business owners and those who um expire who desire to be inspired we will see you next week in jesus name amen Amen.